that yeah. does not feed your soul, that makes you miserable. The only, not it's not the only reason, but oftentimes the main reason behind it is fear. And it's because, because I'm what are you fearing? not supposed to like, we're supposed to be together forever, even I, when it feels like crap. So one of the things I'm, I'm hearing and just getting a, a bit of a hit on is, is this notion of it's, it's not so much the fear of letting go. It's the fear of what happens when I do let go, the fear of that unknown peace. We hope this message finds you in good health and in high spirits. Fatih and I wanted to take a moment to express our sincere gratitude for your unwavering support and for being an ardent listener of our podcast. Your continuous encouragement and feedback have been invaluable to us, motivating us to keep producing meaningful content. As a token of our appreciation, we would like to extend a special invitation for you to join either one of us in an engaging coaching conversation. We believe that sharing insights and experiences and knowledge is not only enriching, but is empowering. Together we can explore various aspects of personal growth and development, fostering a community dedicated to learning and self-improvement. Just follow the links in the About section of our contact information. Your presence would be highly cherished as we embark on this journey together. Now on to the podcast. Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. <laughs> good Hello. morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to An Honest Look. Hey, good. Yes, and uh, it is morning for me, so I'll say good morning for tea. <laughs> me too. Good morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're we're early risers this morning. Are, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, you've got the sun shining. I am just barely seeing the sun right, right now. Right, because yeah. it's a little bit earlier for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got um, yeah, I got the sun shining right now. It wasn't half hour ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was raining all day. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah, okay. in a fixed location. Maybe it won't be the background you continue to see, but this is my home. Yeah, <laughs> so now you can say welcome home, eh? Welcome home. Yeah. Um, I have settled down. And oh boy. <laughs> I have my things. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> And I kind of want to put them all back in storage. (laughs) (laughs) Out of sight, out of mind, eh? Wow, yeah. I mean, moving, moving, moving is, um, yeah, it's a whole other level of challenge. I haven't been through a move like this ever, ever. Uh, I mean, I did with my family when my mom moved us, and I was the kid and didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's taking over my life. <laughs> literally, literally, actually. That's yeah. All, yeah. It's, uh, I was thinking about that last night, how challenging it is like moving, you know, everyone says one of the most stressful things that people go through. It's so true. So true. You don't, I just I knew this intellectually, but now that I'm living it, it's like wow. There's so many things that are like 
all over the place, right? You don't, you have no points of reference at all because everything is everywhere. <laughs> well, not only that, but it, there's a lot of, um, not only disconnect, but everything's sort of connected. Like it's, it's a systems thing going on, right? right. You do one thing here and it affects something <laughs> over here. And there's not only a ton of logistics, like prior to a move, during the move, and then after the move, the post move, the post move, there's the there's the, um, you know the 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 roller coaster of emotions that goes through all those different cycles. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely like an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, this is the me after like I made some peace with some of the challenges I went through, with things being damaged things not being in place, um, not finding my things, you know, having to do, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that you deal with. And, and then the frustration of all this stuff, right? But the stuff, that frustration, I'm like, you know what? That's actually like, once I got past that, like resistance and started doing and putting things away and purging, Mm. Once I get done with with certain areas and I get done purging, I feel cleaner. <laughs> like I feel, it feels liberating. It fe feels freeing to get rid of stuff. <laughs> and it, you don't realize how much if you've lived somewhere for a long time, you don't realize, you think you're cleaning and you're purging along the way, but you do collect things. There are, there were things in my, I mean, I open boxes where there's empty boxes in them. Like, so you open boxes to find that there are empty boxes. Right. I didn't pack my stuff. So somebody else packed my stuff and they literally yeah. packed anything and everything. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Including like dirty dishes, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. You know, like it's, okay, let's not go there. Not all moving companies are created equal. Uh, but, you know, the point that I was getting to was, this thing that's been, you know, just kind of, I've been wanting to do, like it, I haven't had the time to do, you know, of like purging and going through stuff. It's tedious and it's annoying and no one loves to do it, right? But when you move, you're forced to do it because, you know, you gotta fit things now into different spaces and you gotta configure the space and, and you always have too much stuff, <laughs> right? Well, not only that, but like, like you're you're saying like you know you look at an item and now you're looking at it from a different perspective right. and you're saying now does this fit does this fit in my decor does this right. fit into you know my lifestyle right. i haven't seen this for three years <laughs> do right. i still need it right. um and and i like that because i i've moved a few times um not for a long time but i've come to realize particularly this last few months of this year how much and we'll just you know we'll call it stuff um, my wife might call it something different <laughs> it could be between the word the s word or the yeah, exactly yeah. or the day word yeah uh, <laughs> but the, you know but it but it's and she's right she's absolutely right like you know like i could i could argue or you know and, and make my points but um a lot of a lot of things one of my habits is attachment 
Mm. So I, I look at a lot of different things, particularly things that my kids gave me or anything along those lines. Mm. Um, uh, and as sentimental, the unfortunate part is, is that I also put a lot of meaning into that sentimentality. And so yeah. it's like, if I get rid of this, what am I saying about myself? Mm. Or what am I saying? What did boy? It's not what I'm saying so much of myself, but what will my kids think? <laughs> and, and this is the funny part. My kids don't really don't even mind. remember. No, you know, and, 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 and the, one of the biggest things they gave me a really quite a major gift when I was 60. And, um, and I, and I just loved it. And I, and I thought, wow, like that, what a, what a gesture. Right. And over the years I, I used this thing and, um, but then it sort of sat in my driveway. It just, because of life, life changing. And I really had a hard time realizing that, you know, I'm not using it and it's just, it's, it's just wearing out on its own. And the kids came to me at one time and says, you know, dad, you do have permission to sell it. You know, if you're not using it. And even then with that permission, I found how hard it was to still let go, but I did. I made the conscious choice of going, they're right, you know, and uh, I know we were sharing little things, you know, you talk about collecting stuff, like a physical thing, like we're talking about physical things, but there's something that we have, we have been doing all our life. And that's the bullshit stuff that we store up here. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that we turn into rules, right? You know about well, I can't get rid of that because, and there goes the the the, the rule, right? And when I realized that, yeah, you know, I'm really only hanging on to a memory. I'm only hanging on to right, and uh, maybe I can use the funds to get something that I'm actually going to use, right? Right, repurpose it. Yeah. I, um, it's so, so I, I love that you're speaking to this because I, that's one of the things I realized. I'm like, why do I even have this? Like, and I realized a lot of the times I was like, why do I even have this? It is attached to a memory. There's, there's an emotional connection, but also inability to disconnect from, from the item. Right. Mm -hmm. I know where that comes from for me. Uh, you know, it's trauma as a kid. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I tend to just hold on to things, especially if there's an emotional attachment. But like you realize as a parent, like it's going to be a gazillion things that you're going to be emotionally attached to with your kids. Right. And it's like if you hold on to all of it, you're, you're going to be like you're going to be very favored under stuff, you know. So one thing that was really good was that like oh, I had this woman come and help me unpack because I have over a hundred boxes <laughs> and she calls herself the unpacking ninja and unpacking ninja. She was <laughs> she started opening stuff. And now all of a sudden, all this stuff is everywhere, which is one of my biggest fears. Like I mm -hmm. like order. I don't like to see mm -hmm. it. I like things put away yeah. and all of a sudden I have a, an entire apartment that's no longer just boxes and stuff everywhere. It's like stuff, like little things and papers, like everywhere. Like I had to stop her because I was like, 
you will not be any floor room to walk. It's this yeah. is good enough for today. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Take a breather. <laughs> you can go now. Like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. Like things were out of the box and then yeah. I she had him by the door, all stacked up. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. I would be like, no, no. And she was already like at the next box. Like, she's like, you just, just, she's like, just let me do it. I know, like, she's like, I know it's overwhelming, but now you see what you have and what you need to put away. I'm like, do I? <laughs> I don't know where to look. You well, know? That, that's interesting because it, from her perspective, right, she wants to see it all, right? right. You right. know, and, and you, you had it nicely compartmentalized one box at a time you know kind That's of what I wanted to do. yeah that no. wasn't quite working either because the boxes were not packed in a logical way well so. yeah logic <laughs> yeah that would that would be better for you to handle right? Uh, right but but it's interesting to to note that that you know the stressor that came up like like her mind right let's get it all out there all out yeah <laughs> now we can see what it looks like and you're going Ah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did stop her at some point because it, it was like literally like we won't have room to eat. And I've been fighting for like two weeks now to have at least one square inch where we can sit down and eat. So <laughs> it's not being touched. Do not yeah. put anything there. And it's fine. I think I think the balance there was good because it was good to have it all out. But also I am glad that she didn't open it all. Like it was, it was more like room centered to some extent not totally because like you know boxes were not labeled or labeled properly so it's it's a it's a mess it's a huge mess but to some extent really helped because i found my daughter's comforter i found my vacuum you know things See, there you go so there's some benefits to it right? there were some benefits to it yeah. but yeah at some point you know like so now i could do another round right because yeah. that stuff has been put away yeah um, but yeah, so all of this to say, right. I want to sit here and talk about my move the whole time, but like, no, but it, but it, the it, it really highlights things, huh? it highlights things though, yeah. Like, yeah, because, because what I'm pointing to is even though we might label them as preferences, right. they are attached to belief systems, right? Everything is attached to a belief system. Everything is amazing system yeah i mean everything that we do is attached to like experiences create beliefs right yes. about a certain experience or a certain person or a certain situation right yeah so everything that we do even holding on to things like i want to get rid of it because you know like it's attached to a belief system right yeah, absolutely or fear right beliefs are like created out of feelings right yeah well our fear of feelings right fear yeah. or like mm -hmm. even yeah. joy right we, we create different kinds of beliefs but it's like oh when i go why am i doing this thing that like logically as it makes sense i don't need this object but it's, it's taking up space in my cabinet and i've had it there for 15 years why am i doing this right well, I'm doing this because this was this person's item. They gave it to me and this thing. Okay. I'm not using it. Just like you were saying. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's taking up a lot of space. Like Yeah. And so what's more important, right? right? What's more important? Like, well, let's go down the rabbit hole. What's making me so attached to this? 
and what's not allowing me to disconnect, detach from it and give it away, right? So one thing that I found that worked was like, just let's repurpose this. Let's give it to someone who's actually going to use it because mm. an item that's yeah. meaningful to me and sits there and does nothing yeah. of that item, right? And I really, actually, this really worked wonders with my kids. If there are any parents listening, my daughter has a real hard time like saying no to gifts. I'm trying to talk them into not no longer getting gazillion gifts for Christmas and for their birthdays. It's just so wasteful, you know, mm -hmm. like especially after seeing it all <laughs> out. Yes. Yeah. So that seeing it all out when the unpacking ninja came, it was their room that she was unpacking. I saw on her face the overwhelm of seeing all this stuff that she has, mm. right? And so I helped her notice that even more. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you think about Christmas this year? Do you think you need any more dolls? And she's there at like a hundred dolls, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I like gifts, mommy. So we went back and forth a little bit. It's like, okay, fine, maybe. Maybe what else? Can you help me pick what else would make me happy instead? It's like, okay, let's do that. Because we don't need any more LOL dolls or Barbies <laughs> or their clothes or their shoes <laughs> or their purses or their earrings. <laughs> Please, let's stop this. <laughs> I mean, she, for the first time, she agreed to that, which has been like she would throw a tantrum if I even mention that. And uh, my son instead has, has been like, you know, more agreeable to that. He got an iPad instead of getting 30 gifts, you know, mm -hmm. last year. So I'm like, I'm not saying you can't get a gift, but let's get something that is really useful for you that you don't have, right? So there's some good things that are coming out of this really uncomfortable situation. And also the what you, you were pointing to, like really questioning, right? Yeah. Questioning, why am I doing this? Noticing, you know, we talk about this, noticing, being present with this situation. I'm feeling overwhelmed. What's making me overwhelmed? All this stuff is making me overwhelmed. What about this is making me overwhelmed? Well, the fact that I have to manage it, find a place for it. So why do I even have all this stuff, right? And like questioning that, you know, like why do we have all these things? Why do I have... 40 jackets, you know, why do I have, you know, like, why do I have to have a full set of serving plates or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like the, the noticing and the questioning, I think go really hand in hand, not just with something like this, right? We can, let's just move to different examples, right? Whenever even you're in a situation, in a relationship, in, in any, you know, circumstance that you're dealing with, mm -hmm. When you start really radically bringing yourself back to noticing how you feel, noticing your reactions to situations, right? When you read that barometer, right? If it doesn't feel yeah. going back and questioning, why am I doing this? Where did this rule or this thing that I'm living by come from? Where was it formed? Is it even true? Yeah. Do I yeah. choose to believe this? And why am I even living by this? This is giving me anxiety, right? Like one prime example could be, this is the classic example. I got to have kids by this age, right? So 
we don't realize that we've been conditioned with that belief. Yeah. And how often do you hear, I had kids with this person, I knew it wasn't the right person, but the clock was ticking. Yes. Right? We end up making some really major life decisions based on our belief that, frankly, it's bullshit belief. (laughs) Yeah. And and I've noticed um, in, in the making of those, like going backwards and deconstructing, right? Deconstructing the belief. It's tied to, um, in a lot of my cases, about judgment and perceptions, right? So it's, it, I'm, I'm managing a perception I have of a situation that I don't want to be judged on or something along those lines. Um, because what, what does that mean if, if I'm not having kids by a certain age? You know, kind of thing. Like, how am I not able to no fit in? Wants, hmm? No one wants me. Yeah, no you know, wants, all, I will never find a husband. All, all those things, right? You know, all those which are extra layers of beliefs yeah. that overarch that, right? And um, yeah, it's a bit mind-boggling. And so, like, again, like, like as we accumulate physical stuff throughout our life, um, and innocently do it because in the moment it looks. Oh yeah, I need I need that. I need pink plates, uh, you know, whatever. And get rid um, of the white ones. Get the pink plates. Get rid of the white ones. Right. And and so it, at that moment, it looks real, right? 10, 15 years later, we're going, why do we have pink plates? You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't even like pink plates. And and we don't have pink plates here, but I'm just using that as a, an example. And it's sort of like when we realize that I'm holding on to a belief and you're wondering, like. What, that might have been true 20 years ago but yet i'm still hanging on to it for for what because of a habit it's right uh, is it and i love byron katie's questions right it's like is it true you know um is it really true is it really true how would i know if it's actually true right you know um and we just we've inherited so many, so many different things, you know, um, it's interesting living with my dad and, and he will say certain things and I'm going like, why, why would I be doing that? Like what, it doesn't make any, any sense, you know, you know, like having dinner at a certain time. Oh, don't get me started on the Italians. This time you gotta sit down and have your lunch. It's only at this time. And it's got, you know, it's like, you know, you have appetizer, first course, second course, the salad, the dessert. It's like, why? I'm not hungry for all of that. You know, like, I don't need to do that. I don't want to run home, mom, to do this yeah. every day at noon. Like, I want to have freedom with my time. You know, I can grab something outside. That That is something that's in my culture is really ingrained, by the way. Like, the, I'll grab something out. It's very recent that people will do it. But yeah. anyway, yeah, there's so many things like you're that the, like when you start questioning them, it's like our entire lives are driven by bullshit roles. Well, yeah. And, and not I mean, it doesn't mean that that we need to examine everything. I think the only thing that we really need to examine is the things that like you've highlighted that are causing us stress and extra anxiety uh, over like what? Like, what are we what are we doing here? And, and that's that's the key because there's probably a lot of things like a lot of people are going to question, you know, our, our our idea around 
having a meal time at a certain time. Some people live by that and like it, right? And if it works for you, that's great. But when it's it's a stressor, it's like, oh God, I got to get dinner on by six. It's like, well, okay, why is six such an important number? Why is, you know, and you start going through the whys, you start to realize, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm not even hungry. <laughs> well, that's even worse, isn't it? Like, why are we eating? We, we're, we're not hungry. Right. <laughs> well, there's, there's so many. These are like small examples. But yes. Really major examples that we could give. Going back to the, let's say, getting married. We must stay in the relationship for the rest of our lives. There's a prize to be given. You know, like we are enlightened people if we were able to stay together 40 years. And that that is definitely a generational belief that's been pushed forward forever, right? And, and you see people miserable together. It's yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with being together for 40 years if that still fits and it feels amazing, right? But to be together because we've been together and because that's what we do, because you don't break up and be miserable, you're wasting your life. <laughs> you are wasting your life. <laughs> I mean, to me, we don't realize that, I mean, people will go on to live miserable lives for the rest of their lives. To we hang on to. On, because the, to hang yeah. on to a belief. It's a belief yeah. that drives you. I would sooner die than yeah. change. Yeah, to, to hang on to a relationship in this case that yeah. does not feed your soul, that makes you miserable. The only, not it's not the only reason, but oftentimes the main reason behind it is fear. And it's because, because I'm what are you fearing? not supposed to, like we're supposed to be together forever, even I, when it feels like crap. So one of the things I'm, I'm hearing and just getting a, a bit of a hit on is is this notion of, it's, it's not so much the fear of letting go, it's the fear of what happens when I do let go, the fear of that unknown peace. The fear right? of the unknown peace, but sometimes even just falling in, like not even, not even noticing our own misery because we just already, made, we made a decision already that this has to last forever. So I'm not yeah. even considering doing anything about this. I've done everything I could, nothing changes, changes and I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. So I'm accepting my misery because I'm just supposed to be with this person for the rest of my life, right? This, what I'm talking about, doesn't happen, right? Often, like the person doesn't even realize they're doing this. They don't question the belief that I'm supposed to be with this person for the rest of my life. That's no. just, they took that, they put it away, this is how I'm going to run my life. This is it, yeah. And then they blame the misery on He's not changing. She's not changing. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. You know, only if, you know, like, and spend, we spend our lives in the what ifs and the blaming and the resentment and the anger and the fights and the misery because there's one simple belief that we just took for truth, for absolute truth. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not even... Not that it's, sometimes it's not the willingness, it's not that the willingness is not there. We just don't question anything, right? We don't do this exercise of looking at why am I even doing this? What's, well, we, okay, choose to be with this person forever, but what's the reason behind that? Are you, it's like you're pointing to this notion of surrender and surrender has to look like I'm giving up. 
like I'm, I'm giving up on 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 any of my future changing so therefore i i am i will be just ha i won't be happy <laughs> but i'll i'll just i'll just live in my misery because it, maybe it's bypassing it it's yeah. god's plan you know yes yeah. this is what i'm meant to do right finding many reasons to justify the misery without really going to where the misery is coming from, which is which is like you're trying to fit yourself in a belief that doesn't fit your your life, your situation, your you yourself. It doesn't and that there's a clue. That, that's the right. clue. That's the clue, right? It, you're trying to take this round belief and, and stick it into your current square hole right. kind of right of life. And you're struggling. And right. to me that that has become uh, and this is why I, I, I like, you know, the fact that, you know, I've done, you know, work and I've had, you know, the workshops and various other things and, and is I've learned to be a skeptic. I've learned to question a lot of these different things and and to notice. And that's a key thing for me um, is a skill of noticing, like noticing the feelings that are going on right now and then questioning Okay, so what is what really is going on here? Where is the attachment? And can I let go of that attachment? And it's amazing. Like if if you know, even even some of the smallest beliefs, like beliefs don't have to be big, huge, humongous things. They could be as as simple as uh, believing that a deck of cards has to be all neat and cornered. <laughs> you can't you can't have them mixed up. It could be as simple as that, noticing how I have extra anxiety over a stack of cards that are not neatly put in place. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, when you start doing this exercise, it's insane. Well, it's insane how many you have. Oh. Yeah. Well, well you know, I mean, it's like the, our entire lives are run by that. And, and, like, and that is key. Like, if you really yeah. see that, that we, we are really running our lives through a multiple belief system. We're the result of our belief system. 100%. 100%. Our experience of life, what we are creating in life is a result of our belief system. 100%. So do 100%. not question that is walking around and living unconsciously. Right? In denial. And also, also very unconscious, right? Well, yeah, totally. Another thing that happens is like, and we talk about this all the time, how the brain is automating behaviors, mm -hmm. thoughts, right? So I made a decision about, you know, something and it fit my life. And now it's 20 years later. <laughs> it's, it's that decision has affected my life for these 20 years, but I never questioned it because 20 years ago I made that decision. Mm-hmm. But I never checked along the way if that decision was still the right decision for me. No. Right? So it's like. Like you can't, like I, I love this. I forget who, who um, whether it's another Emerson quote or something, but you can't cross the same stream twice. Life is always changing in front of us. It's always moving, right? So even though you're going to the same supermarket, it's not the same supermarket that you were there last week. You know, like like you can't have the same experience every time. And yet we think we can. We love it. Because yeah. we can we can it's predictable, right? Yeah. We want it to be. And uh, you know, and life it's, isn't predictable. 
Right, life is unpredictable. And to some extent, doing this exercise of slowing down, because you cannot notice unless you slow down. Yep. Slowing down and noticing, and then, and questioning, right? Yes. It's noticing, now you're questioning what you noticed, right? Can be uncomfortable, it can be a little extra work, you know, like can be, can feel well, a little bit like I'm a skeptic. Right. But but even that part, like, I, I mean, I don't find that part so much a difficult because it's it's neutral in the sense of, OK, I'm just observing. Taking it one little step further. OK, so so let's let's see what life would be like if we didn't have dinner at six o'clock every day yeah. <laughs> or, you know, whatever, pick pick whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Like run an experiment. I'm not saying you have to you know, change everything in your life. But if there are things that that are worth exploring, it's worth experimenting with, right? So try this on for yourself. Like, and, and, and then, you know, continually notice, did anything change? Did your hair catch on fire? Did you, you know, <laughs> did, did all of a sudden, you know, you know, the seas parted? Like, like what, did anything really happen? And then you realize, Oh my God, like nothing happened. Nothing happened. And, and you know what? Like I said, we live, the brain is running us instead of us running the, the brain. Yeah. The brain, right? Yeah. I think Joe Dispenza says the body's the mind. Yeah. Right. Um, and we don't realize that the automation is prevailing. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what it is. The automation, the, 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 what the brain is automating in our lives is basically running our lives. Yep. So if we want to be the creators, if we want the ones that make the decision, then this pause, notice, question, right, is how we do that. Yep. <laughs> That's how we take the reins, right? Yep. It's, yep. Being it's dragged around, right? Sometimes quite comfortably, you know, so not necessarily dragged around, but like, yep allowing something else to just run us around, right? Through all these programs that automatically run, right? Where we drive, where like, you know, like which streets we take or, you know, what time we eat and, you know, like what we do on a Friday and what we do on a Monday, you know, we all have to work nine to five, you know, like we're a little bit of, we're a little bit robots, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's yeah. like, that is, the mind is running the show. Yeah. The mind is just doing repeat, 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 repeat. <laughs> so it repeat, like repeat, to... repeat, repeat, it feels like crap. <clears throat> it's yeah. time to change it. It's time to put new software in, time to put a new command in. You know, like you can only do that by pausing, questioning, and rewiring, re making new decisions, right? Reprogramming your life and your mind, right? And those things, yeah, they don't run as smoothly and just as just letting the loop run, right? And and it has to be continuous because what I've noticed now, like we've 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 gone up post post COVID now uh, quite a ways. And I we're post COVID now. Yes. Yeah, you know, but but what I appreciated what COVID gave us an opportunity to reset. It 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 stopped the world long enough. For people to start questioning normals right so norms come from our beliefs of certain things yeah. 
And, you know, in the group I was with uh, yesterday and, and a few of my colleagues that I've been in touch with, um, it was interesting how the concept of home-based work was no, was, was a taboo. And all of a sudden everybody's now for, was forced to work from home. Right. So the, but, and so there was a lot of beliefs that were, were, um, you know, uh, technology advanced to support some of that. Um, but what's interesting though, is when the pressure was off, how some of those limiting beliefs from the past started to creep back in again. Oh yeah, there's people that are fighting it. Oh yeah. You're You're right. go back the way it was because I can control you more. I can have more control that you need to get back to normal, right? right? It's a, it's sort of like, well, okay, let's define normal now. Like like right. what do you mean normal, right? You can't cross the same stream twice. So we right. need to recreate a, a new normal. And it doesn't have to be anywhere. Well one of one of those normal rules. Yeah. Right, which is a freaking bullshit rule. I'm sorry. Is and like, by the way, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, we're doing air quotes constantly. Right? Say the word, yeah. yeah exactly. the word. Um, you know, one of one of those rules is like, well, you know, you got to be in the office to work, and like if you, you know, working from home was such a taboo. I mean, especially in the city, and for someone like me as a single mom, like. There are going to be days that that would that would make such a big difference in my life mm-hmm. in the office nine to five every day, right? And commute there, and like you know, it would make such a big difference for me to be able to go to my kids' show or to be able to be at parent-teacher conferences and work from home that day, right? That makes a very big difference in people's lives. And when people had that experience, they were like, "Well, wait a minute, so I can work from home and still show up for my kid." I still put in my hours, I did my job, and now I can also be the kind of parent that I want to be, right? So that started dismantling a lot of these rules around, must work nine to five from the office and clock in, you know, like you cannot, you gotta have childcare, you gotta, no, there are other ways that we could set up our society, that we could set up our lives to where we could put a little more of our presence onto the things that really matter to us. Yeah, It's just, Again, there are bullshit rules that we live by. We're like, oh, that's not possible. You can't work from home. Why would you work from home? Yeah. You're not going to work if you're from at home. You know, what are you? What else are you going to do? You're going to well, get out. That's, that's another belief. That's yeah. another layer of belief, right? Right. right. And um, I was reading a, in a, a book. Uh, the title started uh, "Insanity, Sanity, Insanity, and Common Sense." And they were talking about um, back in my day, back a few years ago, there was, we had these theories around management. There was theory X and theory Y managers and theory X managers were, are the ones that thought that you can't work from home because we need to control you. Like you, you need to be constantly given orders. We have to watch you. I see you, you on the computer all those different things, right? And then theory Y managers were the ones that, no, we just need to, you know, nurture them, uh, recognize them for their work. You know, that's how we motivate people. What was interesting in the study that they had was it, they could put those theory X managers and theory Y managers into the same work environment, into the same company. And 
that's what they would see. So Theory X managers would see employees that needed to be constantly supervised. A Theory Y manager could see those same employees and see them from a different perspective because they were holding on to two different belief systems. And so the company, the environment wasn't changing, but the beliefs that they were holding on to formed the experience that they were having with the employees. So like we point out towards beliefs are running your life. Yeah, because if you think that people are trying to get away with not working, then you're going to look for all the signs and the evidence. That Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay? you got to reinforce that belief. And that's what you're going to reinforce. And that's how you're going to make people feel. And people are going to react to that. Right. Yep. And now you have created discord. Right. But if you believe that people just need to be encouraged and acknowledged and you put trust into them, guess what? People respond to. That. And and that's that'll be evidence that's, for your people are willing to yeah. be, you know, like worthy of their trust and grateful for the recognition and are more willing to do things for you, right? I mean, it's very simple, but again, it's a the belief system of the leader, right, of the person that is managing the work environment, which is you know, it actually takes me to we should talk about this sometime how you know we talk about impact and changing the world what would change the world and how can we all like have an impact in the world certainly like having a broader reach is one way for as many people as possible to become uh, more conscious and more aware and more self-aware right and show up differently in relationships and the way we relate to other people but one place where i think we could make significant change is in leadership because mm. If you can really retrain your leaders to be more conscious and show up differently, they can. They have the ability and the power to change entire work cultures, right? Yes. Of many of whoever, however many people they are managing, right? And that is massive impact by just changing one, two, few people, right? Versus, I gotta go and change a hundred people that work in this environment, that is significant, can be significant. But if those people are up against a leader that's not there, then you're still in the, you're, you're still not able to create the ripple effect that you will be yep. able to create. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Uh, that, that's that that's where it starts, right? It, it, it's it really has important, yeah. Two people know know two people who know two people kind of a thing and and when you get to the top of the core, right? And you realize that the leaders are actually setting the environment. Absolutely. Setting right? the tone, yeah. And they're setting the tone based on their beliefs. Now, the stronger you hold on to your beliefs, the less agility, the less adaptability that you have. Because you're not changing to the reality of what's happening, right? Look what happened to Kodak and look what happened to a lot of these companies that Oh yeah, that'll never happen. You know, digital. That, yeah, that's you know, um, the horse and buggy isn't around for now. You know, kind of a thing. You know, like various things that we can point to, where decisions that people hung on to, thinking on a certain belief that okay, that's not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Wow. And now with AI, 
oh my god everybody's slapping ai in front of everything <laughs> like you're seeing it everywhere right you know um and whether whether there's actual artificial intelligence in there who knows mm -hmm. i mean when you program a program um to me it's it's like artificial intelligence in its in its own sense right and um and i think it's been around longer than we th we th we thought <laughs> it's just now becoming I mean, artificial intelligence artificial display of you know like social media it can be very artificial too oh people selectively curating what they're posting that's artificial that's and it's, again it's based on a, a belief of right. right and and then we're taking that perception like our view of what we're seeing forming a belief around that you know and especially in the coaching world like you know it's um um uh, it's it's amazing you know the personas that are put out there that are not necessarily true um and and everything i think i think being a skeptic is is something that uh, we don't teach much. We teach people to believe just about anything. They... Follow the rules. What do you mean? Yeah. The opposite. Follow yeah. the rules. These or are... the authority. Follow the authority. How many times? Why do I need to do this, Mom? Those are the rules. Yeah, those. <laughs> I I don't. You've never said that, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest, probably. Yeah. Hey, I, put, no, but I, I do catch myself on that. Sure. You know, like, I'll say, like, those are mommy's rules, and here is why. Yeah. That's it. But what I wasn't ever given the grace of was that ex the explanation. <laughs> this is because I said so. Yeah. Because I said so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, but that wasn't just like, in my family unit, it was even in school. Yeah. I mean, let's not go down that rabbit hole because that's a lot of a lot of the conditioning actually happens in school. I mean, my kids spend most of their time in school. That's where they're they're being, you know, like they're forming their beliefs as well. And I and I notice that we talk about a lot of things. I'll be like, where did you hear that? Well, let's just look at it this way. This is also true. And you can make a decision about this. And also that that means that I can just snack in class. There are certain rules that are in place. Yeah. So we can all respectfully share space together. So yes, there are going to be some rules that you're just going to have to obey by. <laughs> and you know, like you can't take your shoes off and put your feet on the table that you cannot do or you can't start screaming in a classroom when everybody's starting to you know trying to listen right so there are certain rules that we have to follow because that helps us all get along right and be able well, to and that's part of it that's part yeah. of it right it is is especially uh differences in culture like right. when you're when you're going from one culture experience to a to another one um i remember uh I, uh, I was invited to um, to an indigenous ceremony and, uh, uh, you know, and worried about there, there are certain things that you that you have to be mindful around. Right. You know, respecting elders and, and various other things. Um, the same with, um, you know, some some cultures don't like uh, eye contact. 
Mm. You know, and and I it was funny, you know, when I was coming up, uh, you know, learning uh, leadership skills and things like that. One of the things that they were saying, you know, to be uh, be bold is to look people in the eye, you know, kind of a thing, right? Well, if if I hung on to that belief that it was important for me to always have eye to eye contact with somebody, then that other person who believes that it's it's disrespectful to have eye contact, we're not going to connect, right? Right. So again, it's it's about adaptability. It's about understanding others, understanding. Like I'm not saying that that that's a wrong belief for him to have but you know but it's something i need to be mindful around right and if and if you know if i'm if i'm invited for dinner and dinner says we eat at six i don't have to have my lucy beliefs around well who who eats at i'm six? not hungry i'm just gonna show up i'll show up at 6 30. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing, you know i was gonna say nine <laughs> or, well yeah in in europe it's like they eat late right and yeah. and and that was interesting to again to experience late dinners like we went on a cruise earlier this spring and a lot of it is european style like in the sense of like you eat you can eat there's an early shift but a lot of people are we're eating at nine o'clock at night you know having full meals yeah. <laughs> you know and and then and then you know having entertainment till one in the morning and then then falling falling asleep afterwards um sounds about right <laughs> sounds about right you know and it's 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 interesting to again to get out of that norm and i think that's some of the things that that's on offer is to experience life differently and not saying you can't go back to your old rules if that's what you want or you create new ones like it is your life i mean this this notion of questioning beliefs is at the very 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 base of how you're going to change your life yeah. so the bottom line is whether you're listening to this and you know you're gaining something from it or you're being triggered it it's likely that you came to listen to this because you're looking for some clarity or or you're trying yeah. to shift something in your life or you're questioning some things right there is no way to change anything about you or your life unless you question things <laughs> because change requires doing things differently than you've always done things you gotta einstein said it right you know it's like the same thinking that got you here today you want something different can't be the same thinking it can't be the same thinking so the same beliefs you had can't be the same beliefs going forward pretty basic what we're saying is very very basic you gotta question everything right yeah. and slowly start with small things but the yeah. more you do it the more you get used to it and the more you start literally you know it's it can sound like a radical statement to say you gotta question everything why not yeah why not, why not question everything right? <laughs> because that too is a bullshit belief that we shouldn't be questioning things well yeah. even if a person that questions everything yeah you know? yeah oh yeah that's just like or, well, or if you don't if, if you don't believe um something you're gonna fall for everything kind of a thing right. you know like yeah no there are there are beliefs that but don't hold on to them and you might actually find 
that some beliefs you really believe and they serve you and you do want to hold on to them even stronger. You appreciate those beliefs for being there, right? Sure. So questioning everything doesn't mean you're going to just take everything and throw it away and change it. Yeah. It just means that you're going to be a lot more aware and conscious about where you do things and, and like really examine whether or not you're consciously yeah. choosing to believe those beliefs or you just falling into a program. <laughs> There you go, folks. You got your homework. You got your homework to the next episode. I would love to hear people's feedback on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Explore it. Like look at look at your belief systems, you know, and share it with us in the comments. Um, you can email us, contact us. If you found this this show uh, valuable. I I have. I mean, I I've gotten. We you know, always do. <laughs> you know, we always get something out of it, eh? It's sort of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna. Go. Um, yeah, share and like it. Uh, subscribe. Leave us a review. Um, we're everywhere. Um, we're very approachable. Um, and um, as always, <laughs> share the love. Help us amplify our impact. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fatih. This is. Um, Thank you, Rick. You've given me a lot to think about now. <laughs> really? That's well, more, more to explore. And this is, yeah, there's more to explore. Yeah. So, well, good luck with the rest of your unpacking. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. All right. It took a lot of letting go of a lot of beliefs too. I bet. Get into more ease with ease with it. <laughs> I don't yeah. even Okay. All right, everyone. Until next time, take care. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation. And if you found value in today's episode, join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week. Subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights. Your experience of the show means a lot to us. So please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review. This action matters to us more than you know. You can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. And until next time.